right, gentlemen. So so far we've uh, spent a bit of time talking about um, you know Konosuba along the lines of like the parody versus satire distinction. Um, but one question I actually wanted to ask you all is you know how do we interpret Konosuba? Because it's definitely an anime that is uh, different than our usual fare. You know we're used to doing these like very like critical thematic analyses of like the anime that we watch and Konosuba is you know um by at least a few measures a difficult anime to read in that way so what do you all think silver i know you had some thoughts i did and i will touch up on this but actually something that i just thought about that may actually help uh talk a little bit more about how to interpret konosuba as a story is the fact that i've heard this from other people who have like uh had mixed reviews uh not overly negative but just not overwhelmingly positive reviews of konosuba and uh, i feel a lot of that stems from me uh yeah certain someone here <laughs> but like, a lot of it stems from like a I feel like there's more in, uh, you have more of an ability to interpret and like I guess like more enjoy the story and the narrative that is happening if you have prior experience with a lot of isekai and also particularly like anime that kind of have game thematic like stuff in it like for example SAO anime kind of like that that kind of deal with like game mechanics or it is literally a game there are isekai into a game and if you don't have that background to go into Konosuba, like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of, like, missed jokes, a lot of missed, like, references, a lot of missed, a lot of things. And I feel that does hinder it a lot of it, so it's kind of hard to actually interpret Konosuba without that, which makes it seem... But, so, for, for me, I view it more in the lens of an RPG, not because uh, I'm a gamer, it's definitely always helps with that, but... I feel that is like in large part what the author was going for uh, and there have been clues and hints about that from literally the very first uh, moment of the entire series. Kasuma literally dies because he wouldn't have to go buy a game because he's been binging gaming for three days. Once they're in the world it's like literally like game-esque when Kasuma is getting um, when he's deciding whether to pick us like a cheat or pick Aqua. He literally says my gamer instincts are hit, like are kicking in blah 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 and just uh different moments throughout the show and not all of them like come off the top of my head but like one in particular was like the pause button that happens every once in a while particularly oh, when aqua yeah, is doing something stupid and literally at the end of season two the entire thing is uh oh like thank you for playing at the end credits and at the end of season one or at the very very beginning of season two it gives it like it starts off with like a like a game loading screen and you have to like click a loading uh, load your save file and you have to put in your password to get into it so i feel that for the most part there's a lot of evidence to suggest that that's the framework that the author is going for and it's definitely like the easiest to like interpret the game as, like the world as and i definitely have more enjoyment of konosuba not just because like i love comedy anime but because i am viewing it through the lens of like oh this is an rpg and you can also see that in how they go about quests and how they just randomly come across like high level bosses like the generals or whatever that is very much a rpg thing you're just run wandering doing random quests to pile up level up and you just like happen to run into the main storyline quest 
while you're there on accident. Like, that is like a huge joke that does happen in real life. So that's how I interpret that. That's what you sense on the whole RPG thing. Yeah, and like, going off of that, um, like, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, that's how kind of I look at Konosuba, not just as comedy anime, but I'm like, okay, if I was watching some people play some video games, how would I feel about their moves? So, I don't know if y'all ever watched um, Dan Harmon's, like, he does, like, this Dungeon and Dragons things with, like, some random comedy people. Or if you ever just watch gamers on YouTube play games, that's kind of how I view Konosuba, and it does take it to a new level. It makes it funnier, and it kind of makes it hard. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is an anime. Should I be looking at it like this? But when I'm like, oh, this is the party's decisions, what's better for their move, what are their stats? Like, they talk about their stats in different times, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no wonder you shouldn't do that. You're just hot trash. What type of character is this? And, like, different like different archetypes we mentioned before, like, oh, if you're going to be the tank, you should have done this. Or if you're going to be the mage, we need this instead. What are we doing? Just bring Union in the game. That's all we need. But, um... It definitely does take this anime to a different level, and it's and it's very and it does uh, shape the interpretation much differently. Mm. And like interestingly enough, right? So you brought that up, Texas Ranger. As far, I mean, both of y'all have, have been speaking to. Um, I would say these are even parodic elements um, in the sense that like um, there's like an adoption of like the style or the form of an RPG. Um, and I think very clearly we see that through like the different um, members and like the party, right? So you have Kazuma who's kind of like the jack of all trades, like master of none. You have, uh, um, you know, Darkness who, as you pointed out, Texas Ranger is like the tank. Yeah. And then you have uh, Megumin who's kind of like the glass cannon. You know, she like uses that like incredibly powerful spell and then she's like completely useless. And then you have Aqua, who is like the healer, like the support character. But it's very interesting to know how there's like an over exaggeration. Right. And this goes back to like the parodic elements. But there's like a like over exaggeration of like these different qualities. Um, and in some ways, it's kind of funny because uh, at times like there's like a mixture, you know, as an ambivalence, like sometimes it helps them advance um along ultimately it does help them advance along their like quest or their like main journey but there are definitely moments where like the different like you know i guess like highly like specializations or like roles or what have you like actually lead to like ironic like effects if that makes sense which is actually something i've somewhat been thinking about um you know not to sort of like go too far in the uh opposite direction but um you know the uh there's like a level of irony i like recently realized this there's like a level of like irony like all throughout like konosuba at least as pertains to the main cast in like the kind of like commonsensical way that we might refer to irony you know like say silver goes to uh make coffee but when he gets there you know there's like no coffee grounds left so his like <laughs> ideal has been like thwarted you know like what he wanted to do was thwarted by actions that were completely out of his control right so like that's like in the commonsensical way that we might like use the term like oh that's ironic or you know that's irony you know um and there's a layer of that with like the kind of which is kind of connected to like the like what we discussed uh earlier about like the whole like wish fulfillment like aspect of konosuba 
because you know there's like this like very like like this like layer of irony that like confounds each of our like main characters you know it's like they're like constantly like acting in ways that are that can be perceived by us as like ironic and that's like very interesting in the sense that like that's like an aspect of like the humor of konosuba um anybody else have any other thoughts so on my end um actually coming into the show like i had always heard like from the general ramblings of the discourse about people being like oh it's an isekai that breaks down isekais and it's like taking all the tropes that you love from rpgs and all this stuff and i did see the game elements involved as silver pointed out earlier as the show went on and i was like oh mostly that's a hype up the comedy i guess the thing that this show really opened to my eyes is that like I, I do I consider myself someone who plays like a lot of video games too. Maybe it's not as much recently as I did in my youth, just because of like going to school and all that. But like I have not touched like the world of fantasy, like RPGs, MMOs, and all that stuff almost at all. Like I have vague ideas of like the typical RPG and oh you fall into a magical world and like you have to stop the personification of satan in this world because yeah <laughs> and all that stuff but it opened my eyes to it's like yeah most of the rpgs i've played have been a lot more how should we say not in that sense of mm -hmm. fantasy like been a lot more like like the persona series takes place in modern day or they're like action rpgs where the focus is less on the role-playing elements and there's role-playing elements included along with like an action game itself so like as we kind of talked about before, some of the stereotypes and some of the jokes people make and the way this show is for, is like targeting certain people like Cosmo himself is someone who plays these games a lot. It's like, Oh wait, this is going completely like, if not over my head, it's not hitting me on that fundamental level of like, Oh yeah, that thing does always happen. Oh, look at this twist. Cause I want to say I was reading just stuff on Reddit just to understand, like, oh, just certain aspects of why certain characters are loved. And, like, one thing everyone saw about Megamine is just, like, oh, the reason we like Megamine so much is because we've seen this type of character so many other times, like, a million other times before. And now just to see a new version of it is so sweet and blah, blah, blah. And I was just, like, wait, I have literally never met a character really like this or I can't recall one. So I guess to me the novelty hasn't isn't hitting this is literally probably my first interaction with, like, small mage girl who thinks she's more mature than she actually is. I'm like, oh, I guess, sure. But that's just me. And I can understand how that framing keeps the show in a different light than someone else coming into it. Well, that... Yeah. Right, right, right. That makes sense. Um, I think... I think it's interesting to note, right? So uh, a lot of uh, your critiques seem to sort of come from um, potentially like that source. And then there's sort of like the uh, more like critiques at like the level of narrative that you sort of um, laid out uh, base. And I think taking stock of those, um, there's an interesting question to uh, discuss about um, like the differences in evaluating like a comedic work versus like a you know quote unquote serious work of art if that makes sense not to say that comedy can't be serious but y'all y'all sort of get what I mean mm -hmm. um, yeah 
and you know silver and i were having this discussion right um i think my i've sort of revised my thoughts a little bit um on it but silver and i were having this discussion about how uh in the kinds of analyses that we typically do on the show uh they tend to be like thematic analyses or they tend to be like you know sort of like analyses not necessarily limited to themes but analyses about the broader truths that like a narrative is like aiming to convey or is like functionally conveying um and it's an interesting question to sort of um ponder whether or not like that's the like objective of comedy you know whether or not like that's something that um comedy uh strives to do like to convey a series of truths um if if that makes any uh sense right i but i will say that i've sort of like um you know and then that as like a like reason for why it might be like a little bit more difficult to um you know like pinpoint um themes in konosuba um but like an interesting sort of uh revision to that uh line of thinking that i recently came across um is that well you know i think ultimately like you know it's it's probably more a matter of like emphasis um with like a narrative like konosuba because i was really starting to think about it and i was like well you know maybe it's like quite similar to the way that other isekai or like a general like theme that is communicated but i do think it's like apt to say that like konosuba does like aim to like communicate that uh you know this sort of like uh like there is like a quest for meaning you know like the the escape is like a quest for meaning you know and like the way that meaning sort of um gets like you know arrived at in konosuba is through like adventure but also through like relationships right and that sort of like is like an interesting thing to reflect about in particular as it pertains to the different like opportunities that kazuma has to go back to japan right um and maybe to reflect over i haven't necessarily given it too too much thought you know but like on the one hand like he's like offered like right like an opportunity that seems to be like what's dangled in front of his face right like an opportunity to go back and like become like a like wealthy person like someone with like a lot of like fortune um and yet there's like an interesting point there about um or just like the possibility of going back and there's like an interesting point about well like why does he choose not to go back right and like thinking about it at like a thematic level it's like well like maybe there is this thing about the fact that like you know he has found meaning in this like alternative world and this in this like isekai world in a way that it was like absent in his like day-to-day life back home um so these are just kind of things that i've been thinking about as far as like you know uh what like the objective of like you know comedy is and like what the objective of like humor is and all that um i don't know if folks have any thoughts and as regards those comments i mean um so i'm gonna try to leave out some sort of uh the things i talked about with you guys like uh off recording where i was talking about like some of the more literal plot questions i had and stuff like that because I don't think it's necessarily as important pertinent to this discussion um, to figure out like the literal plot of like what literally expositionally happens. But from what I've been like thinking about and like trying to figure out what others are thinking about and in the discussion over the course of even this recording of this podcast is I feel like there's always like 
two sides to when people talk about like Konosuba. Like on one hand, a lot of people will say, "Oh, the plot doesn't mean anything," and I'm and the, but then the other hand, the plot does mean things because it's still there to facilitate the actual like messagings of the show and you still have to have a structure and then also and personally my end i don't like to think ever like oh you just disregard the plot as a storytelling device it's like no it's just that the plot sometimes will be sacrificed for the sake of comedy or thematic value which doesn't inherently make it any worse it's just not like a plot heavy show like something episodic like the looney tunes or uh, the Animaniacs aren't plot-heavy, but their episodes do have plots, and they do proceed in a way, so they're still important. Um, when it comes to themes, too, there's always also this double side where a lot of people say, like, the themes that, like, you brought up of Cosmo learning to live in a world where people actually depend on him and finding his actual place in, amongst a group of people he genuinely cares for. But then on the other hand, it's like, does he care for these people? Like, is it some? Is it still serving some sort of, even though Cosmo himself is not the brightest or smartest or most all-powerful person, does it still serve some sort of power fantasy? That's the discussion I've seen where it's like, the rejection of the power fantasy in itself is still a power fantasy. And I was just like, oh, that's some levels of irony I'm not ready to dive into yet. Um, so... I th I, and I worry that, like, am I taking the themes too shallowly or too deep? Because on one hand, I'll be like, oh, the themes are like, yes, we all have our weird quirks and fit together, and you have to find your place and be in this world, and there's enjoyable moments to be had in between all the bad. Or am I looking at it too shallow and just being like, oh, it's just for comedy and that's it? Or is it like there are deeper themes of, like, the growth of a hero and what it means to, like, relate to others and, like oh like triumphing over evil and all this stuff and at that point i'm just like am i taking this comedy too seriously and that might be the dichotomy that the show itself intends to create that sort of mix between oh there are deeper things you could reach for but you can also enjoy the silly su surface level stuff maybe that's itself a theme that no matter how deep and dark the world gets there is good to be had in the little enjoyments that you can have Oh my god. What a good segue. My brain. It's expanding. <laughs> no, really, really good segue, actually, um, to mm -hmm. speak about a couple things that have been on my mind. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I've done a little bit of That's research really into, like, comedy. Um, and I think it helps to think of, like, comedy in, like, contrast to tragedy, um, uh, which, um, it's, you know, it's kind of funny, right? So I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast when I mentioned that I watched, like, Fate Zero and Konosuba in, like, a, like, relatively, like, similar, like, period of, you know, like, a relatively, like, short period of time. Um, but, you know, there's two, so there's two things that come to mind. Um, and, you know, as I was, like, reading this, like, uh, philosophy of, like, uh, uh, of humor, like, lecture series to sort of, like, prepare for, like, this, like, podcast, right, that came across, like, a number of ways of thinking about um, comedy and thinking about comedy in relation to tragedy, right? And so I'll just kind of, like, shoot off a couple of different things that I think speak to um, what you yeah, were... Before, yeah. yeah, but before you get into that, I want to know, when you say comedy and tragedy, are you talking about, like, those classical, like, when we were in high school learning about, like, the classical Greek or, like, Renaissance-era, Shakespearean-era definitions of, like, the genres of comedy and tragedy? Or are you, are they, were they looking at it in the colloquial way someone might call something a tragedy or a comedy? 
Yeah, so I'm gonna get to that. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> um, definitions. Um, so it's interesting to note, right? Like, kind of like the like at least in like uh, you know in like the West, the kind of like uh, roots of like thinking about like uh, uh, comedy versus tragedy are attributable to like Aristotle. Um, of course. Um, and, you know, this is sort of his, like, way of thinking about it. What I kind of gathered, both from, you know, reading the poetics in the past, but also reading, like, uh, uh, this, like, lecture series, right, is that he sort of has, like, an aesthetic, like, theory of comedy, and, like, that'll, it'll become clear what I mean by that as I continue talking. Um, but he basically sees, like, uh, uh, comedy and tragedy as, like, two different, like, art forms, if that makes sense. Um, and both of them, like, communicate, like, a different, like, different aspects of, like, the human experience. Um, so comedy, sorry, so I actually backstep. So, um, tragedy, right, as we sort of spoke about in, like, the Fate Zero episodes, um, is, like, you know, very much, like, in the classical Greek sense, like, you know, the, the whole, like, the hero who starts out is, like, very noble and then like through like some sort of like fatal flaw like demonstrates um you know like kind of like the like it's like they they are undone by like you know this fatal flaw like their harmatia um and like the audience goes through this like process of like catharsis blah 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 by like watching it like where we like purge our like negative emotions through like watching the you know the tragic play or what have you um, there's like an interesting add-on to that, um, I think by like more, uh, uh, yeah, about uh, by like more moral, more like modern like philosophers of like comedy versus tragedy. Um, that sort of like has this like notion that like um, tragedy teaches us about perseverance, which I think is like it's very like real in a sense. You know, like like you know, this is like these horrible things happen to the hero. And then, like, the hero continues to, like, live afterwards. You know, the hero perseveres afterwards, typically speaking. Um, you know, I'm thinking here of, like, Oedipus or what have you. Um, and then, um, on the other hand, like, comedy is kind of, like, instead of showing us, like, this is the, the Aristotelian, like, you know, kind of view of comedy, but comedy starts off with, like, someone who is, like, a representation of, like, the different, like, flaws of like you know a human being like someone who is like you know like a clown essentially but uh i guess in like the more modern um kind of views of comedy um there's this like uh idea you know the kind of like adding on to like the aristotelian like kind of like aesthetic theory of comedy that like comedy teaches us about like overcoming obstacles through like creative actions so like the comic hero is and in this way this is very true to form to konosuba right so like the hero does like very like absurd or like ridiculous things and like the hero is like fundamentally flawed and yet like you know they like are able to overcome they are able to like advance um and there's like sort of like a resonance there for us like a message for us that like we are also able to like you know overcome and advance through like creativity which is like interesting held in contrast to like the common view of like comedy as just like non-serious like enjoyment or like non-serious like uh entertainment um so that's like one thing and then that's like sort of like the aesthetic like view of comedy or like the aesthetic or like you know one might say one might add like moral dimension like an aesthetic 
but like one might add moral elements to it as well and then there's like this super interesting like kind of like existential view of like uh comedy which i think you hit on um based just naturally talking about it but it's this like notion that like the natural state of things is tragic you know like the natural yeah the natural order of like nature is disorder um human beings like we spend our lives kind of you know trying to like cope with like and learning over and over again that like we have these like ideals but like reality like bumps up at all turns against our ideals and sort of like breaks them down or like we go through these like tragic experiences or whatever you know like that's like the the flavor of reality and then comedy emerges as like an existential response to that condition that allows us to like you know through like jokes and like through like uh finding humor and like mistakes and like you know uh, unfortunate events to actually like equip ourselves like cope with what happened and to equip ourselves to actually continue living which is like a very interesting it's very interesting that that would just sort of like organically pop up as we were talking about konosuba i don't know if folks have thoughts on that i know that was a lot but i don't know if folks have thoughts are you saying we're all dead on the inside and we only laugh to mask our inner tragedy? <laughs> That's literally the only lines I need in an autobiography. Oh my God. We are in a perpetual state of entropy. Mm, I wonder how this Ooh. fits in because like, from what I can remember, some of my um, mm. funnier moments of Konosuba or just like when I think about things that make me laugh in general, I mostly identify with the, usually what it is, is like, something absurd is happening right and there's one person this is a very classic comedic bit the straight man um straight as in the (laughs) comedic person not straight as in the sexual orientation but the straight man is reacting to the absurdity and whether that reaction is something like i don't know you see it all the time kosuba with uh cosmos just like blank aggravated stare when something ridiculous is happening or like I think of like Ron Swanson from like Parks and Rec that I haven't watched, but I've seen enough clips of that or just, or the main character that Jason Bateman plays in Arrested Development where it's like something absurd is happening. And then the normal average person is just like, what, why, why is this happening? And I wonder if, does that person then play the role of the absurd hero? Because it's like, are they being absurd? when they're just being the normal person while absurdity is happening around them it's it's interesting i guess when you try to look analyze quote unquote analyze comedy because people have been trying to do it for well ever (laughs) and i don't know if we ever really can because humor i i think everyone can agree here humor is so subjective it's one of the most subjective things out there Human, I mean, humor is very subjective, like you said, base. But I want to actually this loops back to a point you made about the plot being there and that it's important. Because one thing I want to highlight is that comedy is always contextual. Like you can't just say a random joke without nothing and then like just get laughs. Like because even like just saying a joke wherever you are still depends on where you are and it brings it a context. You see some of the best comedians like we go back to Bernie Mac, Richard Pryor, um uh we can talk about questionable Dave Chappelle, but like 
um, they have such good storytelling techniques, and that's what helps create. That's the setup for a great punchline and a great joke. And I think when we look at Konosuba, even like with Kazuma being a straight man and many other characters being that, we see that the comedy is layered in its plot. So I'm about to connect a lot of points real quick. Um, um, it's layered in its plot of being an isekai RPG. Um, with that being said, we said uh, Konosuba, I mean, Kazuma being a straight man in a world where there's magic, where there's uh, monsters and everything, that's a joke in itself. Like, that's like... What are you talking about? Um, you know this should have happened. Why are you It's acting like it's different? Versus um, we go into other just comedic elements of darkness being a, being a whole ironic uh, paladin. That's like, oh, a fighter for good and light, but has like, her, hence her name, darkness, has a real darkness on why she does it. Like, that's a whole joke in itself. And... Um, we take this back to what type of comedy or how we interpret uh, Konosuba. I think it's very fair to just look at it as a comedy isekai anime. It does go into deep moments because I think that's part of comedy's life. As um, trop- as uh, Tropical said, um, comedy highlights um, the tragedy, and it was a tragedy. It started out with Kazuma dying from being um if we're gonna look at what uh negatives he faced he represented sloth he represented um binge gluttony of his entertainment needs and he died like he just straight up died so then when he came into this new world we see him well i I wouldn't know we can say he's growing into a better person but he's growing into the opposite of what he was because now he's more social and things like that and we can are still looking at a tragedy just unfold but laughing along with it yeah and he's like finding meaning and like uh you know as we sort of talked about earlier finding meaning through like his relationships and his like misadventures and whatnot um i think also want to put out there though there are many times though where he does disregard the meeting. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't. Also, don't want to still get away too much. Where it's just like, there are some times where personally, this is just me still thinking about it. Where it's like, oh, has he found his meaning? And then for the sake of a joke, they'll kind of throw a wrench in, and all the characters will revert back to where they were before the scene happened. And I was just. Oh, yeah. And those are some of the more. Oh, definitely. I'll laugh, but then I'll also be frustrated because I'll just be like this could have been a moment Mm -hmm. but now it's like a different moment and i guess my struggle is like does my disappoint am i disappointed in konosuba for what it's not rather than critiquing it for what it is you know what i mean Mm. also that ranch is usually called aqua Mm. oh that's valid Uh, (laughs) i don't speak (laughs) the name of the antichrist thank you (laughs) he says this yeah so wow i didn't even think about that but no that's like something um i see a lot of times when people are criticizing anything people will be like oh it seems like you're more mad about what it's not than you are like in taking it for what it is and i don't ever want to come off as thinking like oh because konosuba is a comedy we don't need to take it as seriously like it's still a product it's still a show and whatever the intent of the creators producers animators even the original light novel writer is it doesn't change the fact that the interpretation of the audience is your own interpretation so how you want to take it is up to you 
And I guess in my case, I'm just struggling with how I should take it in my discussions with other people or where I put it in like my media entertainment brain space, you know? I think I have a, maybe some uh, little bit of a piece that I can maybe like help with that, but probably maybe could, maybe won't. The way I try to view about uh, Konosuba in terms of a comedy, and I also kind of view Gintama like this as well, is also uh, like there, but like Konosuba and Gintama specifically, I mean, I'm sure there are other comedy anime that kind of would qualify as well, but not so much is that they're basically sitcoms of anime and the reason why i say that is because they're definitely centered yeah around very strong like characters and like their interactions but also the world around them that you definitely feel like as you're watching it as you progress through it season one two and also with uh gintama is like you're feeling a part of the of the group you feel like a part of the community as a pair as opposed to like other anime that try to be a comedy but are very just like here are the like individuals that like the comedy is based on and that's basically like all you get you don't really get to see them interact with like, the community too much you don't get to see the community change either because of the group or be or just like on their own that sort of thing so i definitely view it as like a sitcom almost and that helps me like just add on another layer of enjoyment to it because it definitely they even have like um loopy soundtracks that kind of function as a laughing soundtrack in sitcoms Right. Mm. I guess the only thing I would say mm. is that in the past, like, I want to say two years, I've learned I generally, I shouldn't say hate, but I'm going to say I hate sitcoms. Yeah. <laughs> just like, <laughs> we're talking about personal preferences. Flashback to Full House discussion. Right, right, right. I think it was just something in the past couple of years, just the traditional nature, I guess, of American network TV sitcoms has just really gotten to me to be like, man, this is just not funny um but that's a better discussion for another time i guess uh yeah still seeing it as like the anime equivalent of a sick of a situational comedy here's a situation comedy happens so how do you all i think uh silver sort of already started to get out this but uh how do you all uh see it as like comparing to konosuba i mean to other like comedies or comedy anime Oh, I'll start because there's one very important yeah. anime that like it'll always gets referenced to or like compared to, Ray Zero, and but I'll, like yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of comparisons to be made there. But a reason why that comparison is funny is because the authors of both are best friends in real life and they help each other make the series the way it is. So I think that's really funny. Yep. Really. Oh wow! That, that, that would explain sense. Isekai Quartet. Fair more. comparison. I just thought maybe they just kind of threw people together and were just like, "Yeah, you guys have all similar things going on. We'll put you all together." But no, the fact that they're friends. But like, is ReZero a comedy? No, no, no. no. I, but like, even like, they like people compare it to ReZero on the on the basis of it being an Isekai as well, because people try to oh, rank uh, Kanesuba more so under the umbrella of like, oh, it's arguably like a lot of people say it's like the best like one of the best isekai not so much like one of the best comedy anime they go with isekai first over anime over comedy and that's why they, it gets compared to ray zero a lot i've noticed yeah no i think about that too i mean i started watching ray zero at the same time i started watching konosuba because they're kind of like uh, i feel like in my limited knowledge of both isekai and comedy anime they're both kind of two sides of the same coin where it's like a person goes into another world and it's not what they think and then they just take that premise in very separate directions 
which I guess then comes up to like taste and what you want. Um, I'm also not going to be able to say much when comparing the show to other shows because I think as most of the three of you know, I haven't watched actually that much comedy anime, like anime specifically made to be comedic. I've definitely, obviously I've watched shows where there are comedic elements. Like there, there's comedy in Naruto, there's comedy in Dragon Ball, there's, you know, stuff like that where people will be funny and stuff like that. But I haven't really watched too many shows where it's like, oh, the main point of this is to get you to laugh. Like that is the point. So I guess if someone else wants to take the range while I still um, try to come up with like how I tackle it. So I guess from my perspective, I went in with the framework of watching an anime show and I tried to, I guess, watching it the same way I watch most anime, which is just see what happens if I enjoy it kind of sort of in my gut, but then also think about why certain things I like and certain things I don't like. That led, may have led to the show, like I said, having that sort of mixed appeal to me. Yeah. I guess I'll go next in comparing it to other anime, specifically comedy anime. To me, it's still not, um, I'm not gonna say nothing compared to, but it's definitely below Gintama to me. I mean, Gintama's my favorite anime of all time, but it's also the best comedy anime of all time. That cannot be argued, I don't care who you are. But Genta, uh, no, 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 Konosuba is arguably maybe top two or three. I've seen a lot of comedy anime, so I would have to like really sit down and think about it. But it's definitely top three, top five for sure. Um, for me, when comparing to other comedy anime, uh, also uh, just a fun note, like anime comedy is like real interesting, especially when they're good because you can like put them in so many different categories, which makes it real different than like American comedy, like American comedy. It's just comedy. Like I don't, I don't hear the comparison. Like, you know, I'm gonna take uh, the interview and make it a good drama story as well as a comedy. Like you can't, like with Konosuba, you can say, oh, it's a good isekai. Maybe not the best comedy. Like you put in multiple stances. So it, that's just a real interesting point that I just thought of. But um, for me, like when you're looking at other comedy anime, it's funny. It's kind of fine to me. Not the greatest, but it's definitely like. It does slap. Like, I, I know if I turn it on, like, I'll get people to laugh. There's other comedy anime that I also have that same effect for. But depending on who I'm talking to, I'll definitely put it in there. So, I think it's I think it's okay. I don't think it's bad for a comedy at all. Okay, word. So, I think on that note, it probably makes sense for us to transition to, like, the like last part of the uh, of our podcast which is just mainly you know entertaining a discussion around some of our favorite moments of konosuba so uh, speaking of comedy <laughs> who cares to start Ooh, my i think arguably my favorite episode was in season two i mean there's so many <laughs> so many good episodes so many good moments uh my favorite overall that made me laugh the most was in season two when Darkness is uh, about to be married off to this other guy. Yes, I was just gonna say that <laughs> same and thing. We have the most epic, <laughs> one of the most, like top five anime speeches of all time from Darkness. Oi, Darkness, sono yerashii karada o tsukatte, chotto kane o kaseite koi. That was my same moment. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I watch I watched that scene both subbed and dubbed, and like even in the dub, it's like 
Oh, it's so... I want him... I, I can't repeat what I said for fear of you know the FBI coming in and arresting me. But it is peak darkness as a character. Because she is so confident, too, in her speaking. Like, there's usually hints to her personality that, like, obviously Cosma sees and no one else sees. And then, obviously, you can put together what she's actually saying even though characters wildly misinterpret what she's saying but that scene where she distills it down to such a clear distinct set of objectives i was just like this is enjoyable well i didn't say it like that i was more laughing but like <laughs> that's what it was mm-hmm. um when i think about like moments or episodes I, I don't know why this sticks out for me because like when i watched the show i watched like all of season one first and then i watched the season one ova before going to season two but the see so for me the season one ova is like the int- is the first time i saw union and just that whole episode of like it, the it was quote kind of it's not the real introduction of union because that actually happens in like season two but like they kind of do an introduction to her in season one which i don't know how ovas work in the context of making a plot it's whatever but it was just so funny because i just never seen like this character before other than the op and i'm like oh i guess she's gonna come in and just her interactions with megamine i was just finally like wait a minute are we going to get like a peak party member character and sure it did happen like that but just the entire introduction of her in the store being this flustered but boisterous, like, force against Megavine. I was dying i had to pause <laughs> the episode and like re-watch it because i was just like jesus christ this is like i don't know who thought this up where are you who who was out there because it was all self-contained too it, it didn't like pertain to any like larger thing that the episode was going for it was literally just union and megamine being themselves and it actually made me enjoy megamine more because I mean, like I had said before, up to that point, I'm like, oh yeah, she's a funny character, but I'm not like endeared to her like the fan base. Fair. So I think for me, um, probably like the one moment that sticks out the most, or like the one episode that sticks out the most, um, and some of y'all already know where I'm going with this, um, is like the Loli Succubus episode. Ooh. Oh <laughs> my god. Wait, wait. I bet it's, is it season one, episode nine? Yeah, it's the only a, reason I remember. It's not it's either nine or eight. No, it's nine, episode nine. Oh, <laughs> the reason I remember, you know why I remember. Great episode. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> That's the most questionable um, I thing I heard like today. The, <laughs> Keep going. It was, it was so funny. Um, and this is actually quite interesting um, as like a way of talking uh, about a couple things that for that relate to Konosuba and like the humor in Konosuba. Um, so there's like a bunch of like different theories as to like what is like what makes like jokes about groups of people okay, you know about like collectives like morally okay or not. Um, one of them very interesting ones that i've seen is like the aesthetic theory i don't know why it's called that but that's what it's called and it's like basically like comedians saying like 
um, in order for something to be like the more I guess it's like the more like risque or like you know potentially problematic a joke is the funnier it has to be for um, a comedian to be able to get away with it um, and you know the lowly succubus episode is I think one of those episodes where it's like oh man like this is like really like threading the line of like or like walking that line between like is this okay is this not okay same with it's gonna ruffle some feathers yeah it's gonna ruffle ruffle some feathers feathers. even though like it's interesting because it's like when you start to like analyze it right like i think there's like a very like easy like kind of like culturalist like sjw um Mm -hmm. like screaming sjw not like you know people who care about social justice but like screaming sjw way to like see it and be like oh this is horrible like you know like reactionary uh, reactionary Reactionary. thank you yeah exactly way of like looking at it where it's like oh like you know this is like exploitative women and blah 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 blah. um and then when you start to like analyze like the role of like the succubi in like the the world where they have like they're, they're treated well you know and they they it's a profession that they do um they have like they're not uh, degraded they're not, for it. they're not degraded for it exactly like they have like 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 you know relate like strong like relationships of like mutuality with like the adventurers you know and like in some ways like they have like you know like a social role that's like you know important to they have agency going. they have that's agency the too they have agency so. Um, which is like it's very interesting um, in that context with like you know you think about the whole episode in that way and then you think of like all the funny moments of like Kazuma like you know like uh, defending like the lowly succubus and all that and there's like a whole bunch of issues there too where it's like it's like a dream but like also there's like that's one of the points where like you get like really like you are really like walking like like that's like like oof man like it's like with the it's underage like, like it's like no like obviously like that's not okay and it's like oh man and then, and then darkness is there and it's the whole like thing where it's like but darkness usually likes this but like is she not liking this because it's not how he normally is or is she playing the the sub role and you're just like i'm laughing but i'm also concerned yeah, and he's like almost forcing himself on her. It's like, oh man, like geez. no. I still remember the line too, where he's like making the contract and they're explaining the rules to him, and he just leads over. He's like, I won't get in trouble using anyone's image without permission, <laughs> will I? I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like you are thinking so many levels deep of trying to keep yourself like in line i was like i don't know why that line just like because he just slid it's like hey, hey, hey just between you and me like like <laughs> yeah that's yeah hilarious. um but overall i would say that's probably like one of the moments that i like really think a lot about as far as like this shit is hilarious um Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, do folks have other things that they want to mention? Ooh, season one. The I think it's like episode four. I, I think it may be episode five or six. I can't remember. When they're bringing back Aqua from uh, dumping her like a tea bag in uh, in the lake. Oh. Well, one oh, that whole yeah. sequence was funny. 
But after um, Kazuma beats uh, Miri, uh, Mirisugu or whatever the fuck his name is. Mitsugugi. That, uh, that Kirito-looking motherfucker. He uh, yeah. brings Kirito? up the the famous, I'm a true uh, advocate of gender equality. And it like, mm. breaks out the hand motion. I busted mm. out laughing the first time. You could literally see the effort being extended. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's like another um, one of those jokes. Like the, the, uh, steel. <laughs> <laughs> it's always this. His luck is just so high. He should take a valuable item. And I, every time I think about it, I'm like, are they really that val? They, these guys are not carrying any other valuable things on. My word, guys. <laughs> no, you gotta remember, uh, steel, um, he has the high, he has the highest luck in the world. And he has the highest chance to steal what they view as most valuable to them that they have on them. Which makes me think, it's like, hmm, what are these people valuing in their undergarments? Hmm, might there be some secret panty economy that we don't know about <laughs> in Konosuba? That should be a whole arc. <laughs> Thoughts for later. Oh my god. You were gonna say something, Texas Ranger. Yeah, um, since bringing up steel, that's one. Those are one of my favorite moments. Whenever Cosmo <laughs> learns like a new gimmick or trick, and I'm like, oh, it's just gonna be for an episode, but it keeps coming back. I'm like, why is this coming? Like when he first learned how to steal, I was like, oh, that's cute to learn. At least it was fun while it's here. But the and I always forget his luck value, but the fact that he uses this so much. Coming in, steals the sword, steals this, steals... I'm like, I'm here for all his gimmicks. Learned how to use ice. I'm like, can't wait to see how this is used. Those are my those are my favorite moments. There's also the moment in season two where they go to that one town where everyone's in the cult of Aqua or whatever. And just the constant barrage of, like, every time he tries to do something, someone just shoves a contract in his face. I was just like, dang, man. It's like the internet, but in real life. Accept <laughs> <Except> these cookies. <laughs> Give us your location. No, and then what, it, there's a scene too where the where because darkness follows the cult of Eris and they hate her. She's like getting pelted by rocks from like little kids or whatever, and it's like I think it's just like thoroughly enjoying it. The kids are just being so nasty. I'm just like, girl, stop! Like I'm enjoying this, but but are you like? <laughs> No. <laughs> mm. Oh my God! What? Oh, jeez! It's most of the things when I think about the funny moments though do have to come in the minute to minute, like sort of, like I remember uh, I watched a YouTube compilation of some of the fem funniest moments also, and just some of the minute to minute stuff where it's just real quick is also funny. Like every time someone's like going like Cosmo, Cosmo, he's just like, "Yep, that's me. I that's am my name. And he's just <laughs> Yeah, I am Kazuma. Sure. <laughs> and he's just saying it while they're ranting in the background gets me because that's like because that's like also some of my my thing going back to like reactionary comedy where it's like someone who's being completely serious is just like, yep, I'm over here still saying my name. Yep. What do you want? <laughs>
Yup. Indeed. Um, so I think unless folks have any like last burning thoughts, I think that probably brings us to a close as far as like this. Uh... I think I have one more. Oh, go ahead. <clears throat> Something that will actually, it kind of ties back a little bit to the whole like comparing it to other anime, but it's also like a moment thing. There's not one direct moment, it's like for the entire series. Something that is different from <clears throat> Konosuba as compared to other anime. Not all of them, but like most of them. Like you can just feel from the first episode how much fun the voice actors are having. And literally there was um, like the whole, like the one in, like one example, all the descriptions that Megamine gets out when she's like about to use explosion, those are all ad-lib. So in the studio, when she's coming up with these weird sayings to say, each completely original that they had never heard before, everyone's just laughing their ass off and trying not to like have it enter the mic. And they like they actually had issues finishing recordings because they couldn't stop laughing. So just that like translates really well into like the quality of the voice acting. Even like Aqua, I know this is gonna ruffle a base's feathers a little bit, but the voice actress for Aqua before Konosuba wasn't really like she wasn't like that popular. People kind of looked down on her, saying like she didn't have that much range. But then she did Aqua, and then like her like career just like got rejuvenated because of that, and everyone loved her after that. Cause you, there's a lot, there's range in Aqua's voice actors, and you can't deny that. Yeah, I'll give you that. And like I said, my disdain for the character has nothing to do with the people who actually work <laughs> on producing the show. Like I'm glad that she's like found her spot, and people do adore her. And like I said, it's a fictional character. I'm not like my day is ruined because this fictional character exists and how dare people like this fictional character um it's just like for me so and then what you said about voice actors enjoying themselves i do that i think that is also a prime thing that does come through in certain works like when you can tell that the people working on it are enjoying it rather than just i have to do this it kind of makes it feel better like think about the lovely succubus episode like it it makes me feel better to know that people were enjoying producing this content than like oh this is we're doing this arc <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I'll do better next time. Oh no! And she's like, I, I'm, I'm like, this is my fault. I, 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 will accept death. And he's like, no, there's some things a man must stand for. <laughs> <laughs> he just jumps out of his towel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Classic, classic Konosuba moment. Um, so yeah, on that note, uh, gentlemen, I think that probably wraps us up. Um, and to our lovely audience, thank you for persevering with us, especially through these COVID times. Um, we love and appreciate you, and we hope you find uh, base. I hope that wasn't a COVID cough because I don't want you. That to wasn't die. me. That, was me. Oh. that wasn't me. Oh. Every time something happens on this podcast, I want you to know it's always silver. Why is it's it always, always him? That is true. I feel like I'm getting framed. That's not a lie. Uh, oh man, that's um. that's quite funny. So on that note, to all of our lovely fans. Um, you know the deal. Like, uh, follow us on Twitter at Boys Anime. 
um give you know like engage with us talk with us we're lonely it's quarantine we're socially distancing (laughs) we need some friends um and we love and appreciate you all the fact that you continue to listen to the um you know i guess art that we produce and you know we'll see you next week so on that note i'll let silver kick us off with our uh, our not kick us off um say goodbye with our iconic like uh you know kind of like send off what is it again oh peace love prosperity (laughs) 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 so it's over and i was like what (laughs) what the peace off (laughs) peace love swag everyone see y'all later bye see ya see ya